I don't know. What makes a burly man? A woodchucker with pink nails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing plaid. Red plaid. Like a beard. Like what? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Somebody who like has a truck. I can picture you dating someone driving a truck. Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. Unless it's a G-Wagon. Come on. You're from Surrey. You yeah. It's like an it? old Honda Civic. Uh, <laughs> I love boys. Oh, with Honda Civic. Uh-huh. My history is like... Femboys and like drug dealers. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to A Lot to Talk About. Today, I'm joined by my friend Quincy, who I literally didn't know was in Vancouver. Um, apparently, she's been here for a month, so have fun listening to us catching up. Welcome back home, Quincy. Thank you. I didn't know you were back. Yeah, I've been back a while now, I you guess. Have? Kind of like a month. Yeah. A little more than a month now. Okay, and how is Bali? Mm. <laughs> it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Okay. Um, definitely wasn't what I expected. Okay. But it was beautiful for what it was. So what were you expecting it to be? Well, first of all, I was supposed to be gone for six months. Yeah. At least. Yeah, that's why I'm a little surprised you're back, yeah. but I'm happy. And it was more like a three-month journey, mm-hmm. and I wasn't supposed to stay in Bali the whole time. I was supposed to jump to Japan and then India. Yeah. So that was the original plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then life just started lifing. Yeah. And I did a month in Lebanon visiting family. Yes. And then I got to Bali October 1st. Okay. And the first month, it was, like, my uncle's birthday. Mm -hmm. And so there was so much family around. And I think it just didn't feel like the separation from family that I was, like, looking for. Mm. And then I set out to do my yoga teacher training, which was another month, where I was living on campus at, like, an ashram for 28 days. Um, and spending 10 hours a day wow. in like yoga training. So I didn't have like a minute to myself wow. probably like the entire time. And prior to that, I was like in a relationship and it had just been like probably in total six months before I had a moment to myself. And I don't even think I still have really had a moment wow. to myself. That's pretty intensive. Yeah. Um, I think in our conversations prior to you leaving, you had expressed that you were really looking forward to like meeting yourself and meeting who you yeah. were going to become on this journey yeah. and like really having that time alone to yourself. Yeah, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> but do you feel like um, you said that it happened exactly how it was supposed to happen? Yeah, so I think I was seeking out a really, like, monastic lifestyle, um, and I actually went to a Vedic astrologer in Bali and got, like, my entire chart looked at, and he basically said that I was, like, chasing a dream that wasn't for me in this lifetime, that I had already done monastic living in past lives, which is why I was even capable of being interested or intrigued in the Mm -hmm. things that were calling me, but... Um, I had a lot of like planets in my seventh house, a lot in my sixth house. And those are revolving around like day to day life and community and love and marriage and children. And so all these things that I was kind of like running away from are all the things that I'm supposed to be like diving into. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say it was probably 
exactly what it was supposed to be because I am really good at being alone. I like being alone. Like, um, but I think in this lifetime, I'm probably practicing unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm pretty loving. But like, if you breathe the wrong way, I'm like, (laughs) get away from me. Which is fair. No, I got goosebumps with you saying that. That's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, I feel like, th- I don't know. I feel like there's something different about you. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing you since you've been back. And I feel like there has been some sort of, like, energy shift. But can I tell you what I am sensing or perceiving I would love or that because I have no idea what's going on <laughs> in my life. So I, I don't know. I just feel like you seem a lot more comfortable. Whereas before, I feel like your energy was more... How do I explain this? I think you were ready to leave, like ready for the next step, ready, like mm-hmm. feeling maybe unsettled, like this isn't where you're supposed to be maybe, mm-hmm. or like looking for the next adventure, like looking for the next rush. Mm-hmm. But I feel like right now, what I I don't know, you just seem comfortable, which I think is a really good thing. Yeah, I think that, is that wrong? No, 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 no. That's really, I would say that's really right. I think I'm definitely more comfortable in what is now mm-hmm. and what is taking place now, where I was in a huge state of like, everything is going to change. I don't really care what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just like waiting for everything to change and yeah. everything's going to change. And even though I was like really keen on my connection to self, there was this element of like separateness that was created because of my own journey with like my self-realization and my spirituality and my like discovering of like what my relationship with God or like source or the higher self looks like Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that at the time like I didn't really think to myself that I was creating separation like it was almost this like false sense of unity that I had where I was like I'm so connected to everything and attached to nothing and like I didn't even realize that that was coming from an ignorant place Mm. and Going and traveling made me realize that there were all these bits and pieces that I thought I was better than. And that's why I was going and doing that. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. nobody that I know is doing the things that I'm doing or seeking out what I'm seeking out. And there was all this division that I was creating within myself between Mm -hmm. me and the world that I was experiencing in order for my ego to feel better than ultimately. And I think that... um, I got humbled. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's... (laughs) It's it's good being humble. Yeah. I feel like it sounds like you kind of were having this internal, like, pushback Mm -hmm. to what you were experiencing, and then you are good at being alone. So I feel like you maybe needed a push towards, like, feeling okay with being with community, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense or being around family and friends and being comfortable with that yeah I really really like to be alone yeah like I really really like myself you thrive being alone like I feel like it's something that not a lot of people are good at doing but you are yeah like I get into a really good routine I Mm -hmm. am really good at figuring out what I like I Mm -hmm. love to have tons of hobbies I can like fill my day up with like a million different things so it's hard for me to like be around other people and be like this is fulfilling me the same way that Mm -hmm. I would be fulfilled if I was by myself yeah and that's kind of what I went and like learned I think Mm -hmm. was that I 
nobody has to offer what I can offer myself. Like my relationship with myself is my own and everybody else that I come in contact with, like has something to offer me that I couldn't offer myself because they're like a different fractal of light. Mm -hmm. They have access to things I don't have access to. And it just became like an appreciation, I think for other people and for difference, but not rooting myself in that difference that I am better than or worse Mm -hmm. than or less than. Um, because there's all these differences. So I think that comfortability maybe that you're picking up on is actually just like a sense of like unity. Mm -hmm. I used to think that, not even I used to, this is probably still like a part of me and I think it's still true in some ways that like I am the whole, you know, I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to quote the wrong person, but I feel like it was Rumi who said we are not um, a drop in the ocean. We are an ocean in, in a drop. Yes. And I think... For a while, I was, like, living in this, like, ocean mentality. Like, I am the ocean. Everything externally is only a reflection of myself. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of just, like, yeah, like, I'm just a little drop, you know? (laughs) No, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with, but in different ways. Like, it manifests really in different ways. But I'm happy to hear that you've come to this comfortable, like, feeling around that Mm -hmm. and feeling of unity. I think it's really beautiful. Uh, Thank you. I feel like it also kind of goes back to, like, that understanding of, like, not one other person is fully going to fulfill you. You do still need your individuality, like, Mm -hmm. your relationship with yourself and with other people, like, whether that's family and friends. And it's not just always going to be one person. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, like, coming to terms that it is those multiple, like, having all those relationships, right? Yeah, well, I think that's been the new lesson almost is, like, now coming back and being in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Um I was like, okay, like I can't be all by myself. Then like I'll be in a relationship and then I get into a relationship and I'm like putting all of the the expectations on one person to fill all the boxes. Right. Like I feel like so many relationships end Mm -hmm. because one person is not checking off all the boxes and it's like nobody on this planet Mm -hmm. is going to check off all the boxes. You have to like have friends and have like, you have to have a community and your romantic partner like this to parent household narrative that's been painted to us since we were like children Mm -hmm. it's a very like western mentality that Mm -hmm. you live at like you have your mom your dad your siblings your mom and dad conquer everything Mm -hmm. together with no help and that's just like how it's supposed to be but it just doesn't work like I feel like in the ways that we both grew up even Alana here off the pod here (laughs) I feel like we really probably in our upbringing saw that it was community that helps raise us and I feel mm-hmm. like that's also why I don't know mm-hmm. you feel some sort of push is that maybe why you feel like you needed to be really independent as well I think that I felt pushed or- to be independent probably because of my childhood like being raised by a single mom mm-hmm. watching like this woman in like the worst circumstances like conquer it all by herself yeah. and now feeling like I'm supposed to be doing the same thing mm-hmm. and like figuring it out and being just as independent and not calling upon people. Uh But when I decided to move to Vancouver, because it actually was my decision at 11 years old, like that's how it all happened. Yeah. I saw the community that like was here that Mm -hmm. my mom had left behind. And I was like, oh, why don't we have that? So even at my most like egoless age of like 11, before anything had really formed in order for me to feel like 
so much separation from the world, I was still seeking that community just mm-hmm. in my base programming. Yeah. So I appreciate it. And I know that it's like meant to be around me, yeah. but I'm also like, just struggling with that idea that like I'm supposed to be doing this all by myself and it's like me against me Mm -hmm. you know it's hard yeah it's like something you kind of have to like work on continuously yeah it's I don't know I feel like with me I feel I saw my mom like working multiple jobs growing up and like literally working six to seven days a week and Mm. for a long time I thought that was normal and like now I feel like over the last year I've really worked on getting rid of my limiting mindset when it comes to like money and like Mm. I feel like I've improved but like there's still this part of me that's like oh no like I need to always be working and even my mom's like sat me down and been like you don't like Mm. you need to like focus on like one thing even and do what you want to do like you don't need to be burning yourself out yeah and I'm like okay like no I do it's hard I feel like this is something that comes up all the time in conversations for me and it's just like of course we're fucking tired like I'm a mammal I'm supposed to be frolicking and I have to like (laughs) go to work like I of course I'm tired of course I'm anxious of course I'm like depressed or like annoyed or frustrated like I am literally supposed to be like frolicking in a forest like that is what I'm supposed to be doing and we just like can't Uh uh-huh I'm supposed to be at the beach right now actually supposed to be laying thank you very much like somebody should be feeding me grapes like that's what's supposed to be happening exactly but I'm like a part of like late stage capitalism I hate it I hate (laughs) it here it's hard um okay so you mentioned that you went to bali and had your chart read by a vedic astrologer Mm -hmm. what was that like being someone um that does chart readings and does tarot and like i literally have had you look at my chart Mm -hmm. what's it like having your chart read by somebody else yo he was honestly the sickest person i've ever met in my life (laughs) yeah i think like i feel like he's like the first real yogi that I've ever met like yogi is like a word that's thrown around really nonchalantly mm-hmm. I think um and really what a yogi is is a person who is established in the one true self in source so they no longer see division they don't understand like you know like if I go over there and touch you it's like I'm touching Neelam mm-hmm. they don't have that like they're just like obviously they have boundaries and like consent, <laughs> yes, consent. <laughs> but they understand that they come from and are a part of the greater whole and everything else does and so there's no like division there's no ego there's no I Quincy it's just like I the self the Mm -hmm. same self that's in you and I think he was the first person ever in my life that I met who was like that and so even when I've done like readings for people I use like good and bad connotations like oh I like this or I don't like that or I impose my own likes or dislikes onto um somebody's chart okay or I'll say this is a difficult aspect or this is like a easy aspect or Mm -hmm. he didn't have that okay he just like told me what it was and I was like is that bad and he was like you don't even know me like if I told you that it was bad would you believe me or if I told you that it was good would you believe me like you don't know me yeah and it really forced me to look at myself and be like oh my god I'm seeking so much validation from this person that I literally don't even know like I paid him to do this for me and he and I'm also expecting him in the same breath to give me the validation that Mm -hmm. I'm looking for or to like guide me in some sort of direction as if 
his sense of understanding me is better than I could understand myself. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah, I really, really liked him. That's, wow. <laughs> I find that interesting because when I had my reading with you, one thing you really told me to work on and free myself of a little bit was like my ideals of right or wrong or good mm -hmm. or bad. You were like, no. So it's interesting that, also being said to you and interesting hearing that's something that you struggled with yourself yeah this is a core belief that I have been battling with a lot lately we're about to get deep yeah. in my psyche yeah but, um just this repetitive pattern that I'm not enough and then you go and you seek like some sort of external validation mm -hmm. from somebody else like please tell me that I'm enough please accept me please yeah. want me please like say the thing that I want you to say or mm -hmm. that I think I need to hear right now in order for me to feel better. Yeah. And that is like coming up constantly, right? And it's something that, it's probably one of the earliest memories that I have that pro, like whenever that downloaded into my system, like I really look at my brain as like a high functioning computer and it has like really, really great downloads that are integrated, but it mm -hmm. also has like viruses that are just like not working for me. Yeah. And they're continuously manifesting other viruses that I just can't seem to get rid of. And wow. so when I get to the root of like the data coding, it would come down to me believing that I am not enough mm -hmm. or me believing that, yeah, like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough, like whatever it is. So that shows up when I am in those states where I'm like seeking validation or painting something as right or wrong. And mm. it's like, mm, I'm still working on how to stop that. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. It's really but hard. But I figured out what's yeah. wrong. Yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest steps. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. Just it's recognizing. A journey. It really is. Yeah. Um, something I didn't realize about myself is that. My love language, I always thought was quality time. Mm -hmm. And Alana made me realize, she called me out and she was like, you love words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I don't. And she's like, you absolutely do. Like you are seeking that every, every day. <laughs> I apologize. But I was like, what? Like, it was like, it was even a mind fuck to me, like to accept that about myself. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. And I... I had a friend, um, I had a friend that was like, oh, did your parents always just give you, um, lots of, like, compliments growing up? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And he was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I thought they would have because you're always, like, seeking that. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, giving it to other people as well. Mm. Not for anything in return, but I just feel like now I've created, like... <laughs> I don't know this in my mind where I'm like, this is normal, but it's not normal. I don't know. It is, don't it know. is normal. It is it's, normal. It's just your programming. Yeah. Like this is just the way that your computer is oh. functioning. It wants to be told that it's doing things correctly. And you have control over the computer. Absolutely. Think, right. Absolutely. You yeah. have control, but, but it just takes like, I mean, are you like a computer engineer? No, no. You have to <laughs> go to school. <laughs> You have, to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to figure out how to decode your computer wow. like that's and what it's you hard. and what you want to reprogram it with because computers don't like to have empty space no. so you'll fill the void with viruses with viruses exactly so it's like but one of my favorite meditation practices recently has been um I feel like a lot of the time meditation is painted as like get your mind to shut the fuck up yeah. And I don't agree with that. I've actually used 
meditation a lot as understanding the programs that are actually running in my mind, like what things repeat over and over. And then just like taking note of them without judging them or trying to change them. But recently I've been like going a step further and being like, okay, I see these patterns that are running. There's really good patterns and there's really bad patterns, but there's awareness Mm -hmm. behind those patterns that never changes. Like my thoughts are constantly changing, but the awareness of those thoughts never changes. Can I sit in that awareness of the thought and not in the thought? Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, I get it. I get it. It's like separating the the stories yeah. from the one who's experiencing the stories. Yes. And if I can sit in the experiencer position, mm-hmm. then I'm just like sitting in stillness. Yeah. Like that's actually what yeah. the stillness of the mind is. Your mind is meant that's to make beautiful. stories. Yeah. Because the thoughts are always going to keep moving. There's yeah. always going to be thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they're always going to yeah. be positive and negative, negative. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Like your system is working. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have to like be absorbed by yeah. the system. It's more so the experience of it all. Mm-hmm. Right? Is exactly. That, yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. It's just the awareness. Like yeah. you, like what separates human species from Mm -hmm. animal species is the fact that we are aware Mm -hmm. that we are here yeah right like animals are here and they're doing things but they don't like go murder their prey and then they're like fuck like i can't believe i did that that made me feel like shit yeah no they're running on their base programming yeah once you've hit human consciousness you've moved out of that you are no longer running on a base programming you have free will you have decisions yeah so the reason that you have decisions is because you are aware Mm -hmm. that you are here yes Wow. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I guess it's like one of those things when you realize that you you're like, okay, yeah, I get it, but it's hard sometimes to separate. Mm-hmm. So the th- like it's going to be a constant practice, right? Yeah, it's you can't just sit, like I will find that for a moment and be like, "Oh, this is so beautiful." And then yeah. be like, "Where's my passport? I yeah. want pretzels." Like, yeah. you know, like it doesn't I don't I'm not able to stay there very long. No. You have to train yeah. yourself to do that, I think. Yeah. But just getting beyond the point of like the stories yeah. and to the one that's like aware of the stories that are mm-hmm. happening and just being like oh I'm yeah. here like and even those little moments of having those um realization realizations of awareness I think are beautiful yeah totally. it doesn't need like I feel like it's tough I think a lot of people want to be in like the highest form of like enlightenment for example and like stay there but I think it's tough to maybe experience life while still being there Mm -hmm. because I think it's okay to get absorbed by your thoughts from time to time Mm -hmm. but still be able to ground yourself back down when I, needed. I think the unfortunate truth is like not everybody is here to be enlightened no exactly like like and what even does that look like? Exactly. It, like, that's so different for yeah. every person. And when I was um, at yoga teacher training, I asked my philosophy teacher, like, mm-hmm. so when you're, like, enlightened, do you just not experience emotions? And he was like, the body does, mm-hmm. but you are not the body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Huh. I understand that yeah. intellectually, yeah. but that's not integrated. Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, that's what enlightenment is. It's all of these philosophical concepts yeah. fully integrated into the system where like, it was like, oh, that's so crazy. I'm about to get Catholic, but St. Francis of Assisi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, preach everywhere you go. And when mm-hmm. you have to use words, 
So mm. to be like a living embodiment yeah. of it is to be enlightened for lack of a better word rather than to just like i can drop philosophical concepts on you all day and then go home and be like my mom's a bitch yeah you know what i mean exactly and that's what i do like i genuinely do that because it's not integrated into my system yet like i'm still like i'm still working Mm -hmm. so it's easy to intellectualize these concepts it's really hard to live it yeah wow (laughs) wow i'm just my my thoughts Wow. Real. I think at the end of the day, I think it's good to, what am I trying to say? I think I'm trying to, I think that's okay. I think it's okay that there's like a struggle of like understanding and not fully being able you know, at that level then of fully integrating it. It's so important. It's, it's a part of the, ex- like, if you're looking at the full spectrum, it's one life and it's one experience yeah. and, like, you grow from it. And, like, yeah. there's multiple levels. Yeah, and if you believe in reincarnation, yeah. it's like you're going to be here so many more times. Like, oh, yeah. You can figure it out at yeah. any time. Yeah, it's part of the journey and it's part of the fun. And, yeah. like, it's kind of fun to fuck up sometimes. Exactly. And I think that even takes us back to you asking me about Bali. It's mm-hmm. like... I was really searching for this like idea of enlightenment or what I thought enlightenment was and like putting it into this category that I would be like perfect and happy and whatever the fuck I wanted to be. Yeah. And it's like probably that comfortability is just like I don't really care if I figure it out in this lifetime. Uh Like if I get there, I'll get there. And if I like take the time to do the things that I enjoy and they just so happen to like lead me there like I yeah. enjoy spending 10 hours a day on yoga yeah that just so happens to be my something that I enjoy if that mm-hmm. leads me to enlightenment then like beautiful mm-hmm. but if it doesn't it's like I like I just You're can't st- judge the experience of mm-hmm. Quincy anymore like yeah. my awareness is just like tired of yeah. like judging Quincy's experience she's living her life and yeah. like doing her thing and it's beautiful for and if what she's it is. still having fun regardless like why not exactly yeah 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 okay that's beautiful i love that thanks (laughs) (laughs) so um okay what (laughs) when did you start getting into readings and just everything you're doing now Mm. was it and were you influenced a lot by your mom or was it something that you naturally like kind of picked up and then it was like this sort of thing that you two were able to connect on it's actually really funny because anybody who's met my parents kind of is like you are like an alien spawn like I don't even know where you (laughs) I don't even know where you got the things that you got yeah like even my mom sometimes is like oh you're so wise like where did you get that from I'm like I have no idea like I actually don't know but no, my mom, I wouldn't say. My mom... Because your mom does readings too, right? No. Someone, what? No. What? <laughs> no. Okay, well, someone told me she did. No, my mom does not do readings. Um, If I had to, like, look back at my lineage and, like, consider... My sister does readings. Okay. Maybe that's who you're okay. thinking of. But my mom doesn't do readings. Um, I do consider, like, my grandma a healer in okay. a lot of ways. She was, like, you know, just, like, your classic, like, Arab grandma, like, making yeah. a good meal, like, yeah. doing everybody's hair, like, and I think that those practices are really healing. Yeah. Um, And my dad's dad okay. 
was really heavy, which my dad's dad is um, like African-American and he was really heavy into like hoodoo practices, like, okay. um, like yeah, just like black witchcraft mm-hmm. that like kind of came from the post-slavery yeah. movement. So whatever they could kind of keep yeah. from like African traditions mm-hmm. involved with like the scraps that they were being given. Yeah during slavery but I never met him actually Mm -hmm. so I think it's like in my blood and like in my lineage but I didn't really get it from anyone that's wow yeah because in my that's wow I feel like I've known you for a while now Mm -hmm. and that's something that I fully thought like I someone someone <laughs> Someone gave, gave you the false wrong tea. information. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I and just, I thought it was so cool in my mind. I was like, wow, that's so cool that they both do this. But mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. My 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 mom's a Leo. My dad's an Aquarius. Okay. They're both pretty like I don't know, just like av- yeah. like not average Joes. They're amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like it was something that is tough to connect with them on then when you started doing some of this work? My dad was definitely like taken aback a little. Yeah, bit. like what are you doing? Like you're doing witchcraft. Don't mess with those fucking cards. And I remember actually, I wanted to get a deck of cards. It was like November of 2019 okay and my dad was like hell I was living in New York at the time working mm-hmm. saving up to take my first trip to Southeast Asia okay and my dad was like no like you're not bringing those cards into this house and I was like oh yeah like I'm bugging like I'm out of my mind you know like <laughs> I was like that's crazy and then I went to I went to Southeast Asia I did like a week in Thailand mm-hmm. And a month in Bali, I still kind of look back on that and I'm like, I was 17, like, who let me do that? Yeah. But I did. <laughs> a child. I was a child. Like, I couldn't even drink legally. No. <laughs> so I, yeah, I went and I got a reading from this Balinese, like, reader. There was, like, a fair going on mm-hmm. and part of the fair said, like, tarot reader. And it was, like, one of, I think it was, like, my last week or so, mm-hmm. week and a half. And I went with my friend Lucas and we probably like spent like four million rupiah which is like forty dollars to us yeah. but that's like a lot of money a there. lot of money yeah. there like i like we paid her rent for sure wow. like between the two of us Aww, that's nice it was yeah it was it was amazing <laughs> but it was just like it was such a beautiful experience mm-hmm. and i just was like i had so many questions and yeah. i was like so enthralled by the imagery and I like the intricacy of each card and I like couldn't understand how she was picking these things up and I Mm -hmm. was like I just didn't get it and then I got back to Vancouver I was only supposed to be here for like four months okay um and COVID happened yeah and the week before everything shut down I went and I picked up my first deck of cards wow and then everything shut down so there was nothing else for me to do and I just started reading for myself Mm -hmm. and getting really 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 like um, connected mm-hmm. with the cards and understanding the symbolism and um, the history and where mm-hmm. they come from and how they were used originally and tarot actually wasn't like a divination practice until like the Romani people like the like gypsies yeah. which is a derogatory yes. term but Romani people mm-hmm. picked them up yeah before that they were just playing cards wow so yeah, it was when they they picked them up that they started using them as divination as they traveled and mm-hmm. like as a way to communicate with spirit. And it's kind of hard to see where 
tarot actually comes from some people say it goes back to egypt yeah some people say that it comes from italy or mm. it's all over the place yeah. but yeah i picked up a rider weight smith deck which is mm-hmm. like the original kind of tarot deck okay and i just sat with that for like a year and a half yeah just teaching myself i was doing little readings for other people but mm-hmm. i wasn't off book yeah um And then I don't even know what switched. I got into a relationship, my last relationship with my ex. Mm -hmm. And he was very like, you create your reality. Mm. You don't have to work for money. Like you should be doing what you love and what you're passionate about. And although a lot of it was rooted in delusion. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) Delusion is good sometimes. Delusion is good sometimes. It definitely pushed me in the right direction of like Mm -hmm. living a life of abundance rather than a life of lack. Mm -hmm. So I like quit my job and just started doing readings on Wreck Beach with my tits out. Yeah. And was like, (laughs) this is the life for me. And yeah, that was it. It sounds like a great life. Yeah. 2021 that was like the last time I had a job (laughs) like a proper a proper job yeah wow except for fortune of course yeah that's such a journey yeah it's I'm a little insane I love it for sure thanks I love it (laughs) (laughs) I think it's why we get along oh definitely like we get we're both a little delulu yeah (laughs) but like delusions become reality sometimes sometimes yeah sometimes not like when do they not (laughs) um a lot of the time really mostly in what's relationships last, oh what's your last delusion <laughs> that didn't come true i'm going to india oh yeah and japan but, and <laughs> living off yeah. of five thousand dollars in southeast asia obviously <laughs> maybe next year. here i am on a lot to talk about pod like <laughs> back in vancouver live i thought we were gonna have to zoom you in <laughs> I was like, literally to Alana, I was like, I really want Quincy. Like, I don't know when she's going to be back. Like, uh, like we could always do Zoom, but like, let's just see. Like, maybe, you know, we'll, maybe we'll wait a few months and I'll see if she's back. No, here I am. <laughs> here you are. I was like, wait, what? Like, you're not. A couple of days later, you messaged. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, cause when you were like, oh, like I was going to wait till you, till we're in the same place. And I was yeah. like, are you already in Toronto? Yeah. And then you were like, no. And I was like, well, then we're in the same place, babe. Like. <laughs> like what <laughs> what do you mean you're a 15 minute ride away yep. excuse me here i am in the flesh <laughs> i love it is it real i don't know is this a is delusion <laughs> possibly it might be okay okay i have a astrology question for you okay real okay yeah, let's do it okay because a lot of people they just don't get astrology no and they don't understand the importance of a rising real right yeah so what would you say how does your rising sign manifest in real life and also like why do people think is just like I feel like people think that your rising is just what you come off as to Mm -hmm. other people and it's not actually a part of who you are Mm -hmm. is that true I think that I would say in my personal experience, Mm -hmm. people mostly tend to pick up on your sun and moon sign. Okay. And it's usually a combination of those two that people are like, this is how I would describe you, Mm -hmm. right? I think you're rising is what you're moving into in this life. Okay. It's the energy you're supposed to be accomplishing. And your rising, is that always the same as your north node? No. Because, okay, so I know, I think my north node is Scorpio and my rising is Scorpio. And I believe your north node is also what you should be moving towards in 
this lifetime as well or is that wrong Mm -hmm. it is yeah it's so the north node the nodes are like aligned with solar eclipses okay so they're big changes and they're like big initiations of energy yeah and they're like the big picture right yes your rising is who you are Mm -hmm. not what you're doing does that make sense yeah so i am a scorpio Yes. So in Vedic astrology, they when somebody asks you what your sign is, they're yeah. asking you what your rising is. They're not asking you about your sun. Okay. That, we just picked that up from like Cosmopolitan. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But if you do your Vedic chart, yeah. your chart will it's change. It's so different, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I've done it before. Because my rising in yeah. tradition, like tropical like western astrology is capricorn capricorn oh yeah yeah but in vedic it's sagittarius Mm, the outgoingness yeah but also that could be the gemini-ness but no i feel like you have a a taurus but then yeah i feel like you have like a flare to you like a fiery energy yo this this might break your heart a little bit but i've been thinking about dropping gemini and fully claiming taurus fuck you You can't do that. I think it's time. Shut up. I'm going to Look cry. at me. I'm so like Why? sensual in the museum. <laughs> Why are you? No, this is, this just sounds like you're running away. No, babe. No. Don't, no. don't do, oh, sorry. That was me. <laughs> no. But like, don't do this to me. I thought we were You should gay. just join me on the dark side. I'm a Taurus Venus. <laughs> what? Uh, Wait, am I a Taurus in Vedic astrology as well? You would probably be, yeah. Depending Wait, on the degree. I think, I think I think I am. I think yeah. I looked this up. And then if you have a Taurus Venus, you would probably have eating. an Aries Venus. I love eating too. Yeah. And I love naps. I love naps. I'm so good at naps. You see what I'm saying? I'm so good at relaxing. But Taurus is so much more even than just eating and napping. Like it is Venus embodied. Yes. It is, it Aesthetics. Is, it is the sensual body. Yeah. It is the sister sign to Scorpio. Yeah. Oh. So it's like Tauruses go just as deep as Scorpios go and they're just as intense, but it's like grounded and like on the surface, like that's hot. Uh, I, was I wanna just gonna <laughs> say, that's hot. Yeah, like I wanna I wanna be that. Yeah. Instead I'm just like a fucking yapper. You're of not a Gemini. Just a yap- like uh, Stop putting throwing dirt on I our love name. no, I love Geminis. I love being a Gemini. I think we're so smart. Yeah. Real. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're great. And we can still like develop that sensuality. Yeah, like intellectually. (laughs) Intellectual. That's like the tough. I'm like, I'm going to brain dump on you and then you're going to be turned on and we're going to smash. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or you're going to hate me and block my number. Yeah. One of the two. (laughs) One of the two, but I won't change because I'm a Gemini and And I'm right. Yeah. (laughs) I must talk. (laughs) That's why I have a lot to talk about. Real. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Wow, if you actually were to claim just Taurus, mm-hmm. well, I, I would, would just break my heart a little bit. I would be claiming the whole chart, though, and I still yeah. have, like, three Ge- Gemini yeah. placements. There you go. Yeah. What's your Mercury? In tropical Gemini. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Twins. We just love to talk. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. <laughs> okay, cool. Are you in love? Oh. <laughs> Um, we could cut this out if you want (laughs) no no um yeah (laughs) what's it like (laughs) it's really hard and fun honest answer yeah hard and fun yeah (laughs) 
I like that. Yeah, it's it is hard mm-hmm. and it is fun. Yeah, but I this is gonna sound really self absorbed. I don't care. But <laughs> I think I'm more capable of like really being in love, like unconditional love, when I can do that for myself. Because once I start finding myself in these insecure places, mm-hmm. because that ultimately comes up in a relationship, like relationships yeah. are the deepest shadow work you will ever do yeah. in your life. Like to spend all of your time with somebody and choose to love them. Like yeah. I could be any type of way I want to be around my family. They're going to mm-hmm. love me. Like I can yeah. be a raging bitch. I can be disgusting. I can be sweet. I mm-hmm. can like go through all of my emotions. And it's like, it's my mom and my yeah. dad. Like, what are you going to do? Like mm-hmm. disown me? Yeah. No. no, Like you can't break up with me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But when you're in a relationship, it's like you two are actively choosing to not step away from each other yeah. and deal with all the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I don't but think that's self-absorbed. No, maybe not. It's not at all. Okay, good. <laughs> that's you doing the work that you need to do to maintain a healthy and grow a healthy relationship. Yeah. And so it's like I am a huge believer that like you can't make me feel anything. Like if I go like be annoyed like are you annoyed no I can't make you feel anything but what I can do is like illuminate that there's these feelings that exist within you and I can like create situations that trigger those feelings or illuminate those feelings right Mm -hmm. because if it's negative you're gonna say it's a trigger if it's positive you're gonna say that you like eliminated that for me but either way what I'm doing is shining light on a shadow aspect of yourself that you weren't able to see by yourself yeah so when I'm in a relationship and I find myself getting into these moments of like frustration or insecurity or distrust or whatever it is that's coming up, mm-hmm. I really try to root myself in that already existed in me. Mm, yeah. You understand? I get it. Yeah. Nothing that you do or did yeah. made me feel that. Yeah. They already existed and now I'm being shown that they exist it's just bringing the feelings to the surface yeah right? exactly yeah so that's beautiful that also <laughs> means the love already exists when within you yeah so it's like I find that when those feelings do come up maybe like I'm a little less loving mm-hmm. or I'm not as like soft or mm-hmm. you know inviting mm-hmm. because I'm going through whatever I'm going through yeah. inside of myself but once I get over not even get over get through mm-hmm those tough emotions yeah and I'm more accepting of like those parts of myself like it's okay that I have a piece of me that's not trusting because there's so much of me that is trusting it's yeah. okay that I have pieces where I don't feel secure because there's so much of me that loves myself mm-hmm. like both are okay and two things can be true at the same time mm-hmm. and once I get to that unconditional love for myself I'm able to like look at my partner as an individual not as like an extension of me yeah. like you made me feel all of these things I don't yeah. want to be with you you make me unhappy it's like no like I fully accept that I am both good and bad equally mm-hmm. and so I can accept that you are both good and bad equally so I love you wholly not just like the fragments that make me feel good yeah but I love like all the things that you bring to light yeah I think that's what a lot of people struggle with in relationships though Mm -hmm. and it's hard to accept for I haven't been in a relationship for a long long time so like I'm curious I'm so curious what I'm going to be like in my next one just because I feel like since my last relationship 
and now like I've grown a lot as a person so I'm kind of excited to see what that experience will end up being like but I feel like a lot of people it's just they put when they get in relationships they're not willing to do the shadow work Mm -hmm. and then they put all this pressure and it just doesn't end well no you're never as perfect and pretty and Mm -mm. great as you think you are Mm -mm. gonna be when you get into a relationship and there's a lot of like shame and guilt and like self-questioning that comes to the surface when you're in a relationship and that's just like the truth of being in a relationship that doesn't mean I don't love being in a relationship or I don't love my partner Mm -hmm. but it's like recently I've really been thinking about this because like you know some hard times have been coming rough waters and (laughs) and um I really really want to start treating those rough times as like ceremony like okay we're operating at like a a level that's like calm and like understanding and then mm-hmm. the energy starts raising and you're having feelings and I'm having feelings and now this like element of fire has entered yeah. and like we can't find that like cool water element yeah. again I'm practicing um getting better at recognizing when those times are happening mm. and calling in my tools like let's sit down and just like match our breath together let's breathe in sync Mm -hmm. when I like I'm inhaling you're exhaling when I'm exhaling you're inhaling or let's grab like some tools to smudge the room and clear out anything that isn't ours let's like take a moment away and go right Mm -hmm. like whatever the tools are for me to integrate what's happening as an individual so that it can be me and you against the problem and not me against you Mm -hmm. but that's what's difficult right is like once somebody starts hurting your feelings, quote unquote, or making you feel things, yeah. you are defending yourself. And mm-hmm. so you automatically stop operating as a team. Yeah. Defense mode is a scary place. Yeah. And it so it's be. really a fucking game changer, I but think. Also, I think you need to, it's also being with someone that you f- feel comfortable not being on defense mode with right like to get to that level like you can't just do it with someone that you don't trust I don't know that but that's what I mean right it's like yes there are people that are not right for you yeah there are people that are going to not make you feel safe Mm -hmm. and not make you feel heard Mm -hmm. but you'll be able to recognize that with a lot more ease if you can trust yourself yes and trust your own distrust yes and like I've noticed that it's a lot easier to just like literally say it like I'll literally just be like I don't trust you right now it's making me feel insecure in our relationship I also feel a lot of shame and guilt because of that and what I want to do is leave and like go home and not be around you like that's what's actually happening right now yeah and then if that person is like not good for you they'll usually be like okay then do that then but if they're like genuinely meant to be in your life they'll be like I hear you and I understand that and if you really want to go you can but I think that we should probably talk through this yeah or like why don't like take a minute to breathe and then let's like be patient and listen to each other like let's see where this is coming from but it's a lot easier to just like say what's happening Mm -hmm. like things are so much worse in your head yeah you know but you have to be with somebody who's not fucking insecure yeah like I'm also insecure, but not going to project those yeah. insecurities onto you. I feel like men love doing that. Yeah, men suck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're... I feel like... We yes, can just we end are, there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. 
they they yeah. love projecting <laughs> yeah their insecurities they really and they're like actually so insecure yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah men are uh, this is what's like amazing yeah. is like men are actually operating in a very feminine programming mm-hmm. um when you get out of like societal ideas of like gender norms and mm-hmm. you start getting into like the divine yes definition of what like femininity and masculinity would be which are actually just like positive and negative charges in nature Mm -hmm. the feminine would be the negative Mm -hmm. it would be the chaos it would be the rage it would be Mm. destruction right Mm -hmm. that's why we are on a 30-day cycle of hormones that make us go a little fucking crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) because we are meant to like destroy like Mm -hmm. even like the like hindu goddess of like um destruction like Mm -hmm. it's a goddess it's not a god a god would be a preserver or like even a creator Mm -hmm. but it's not destruction and men tend to destroy yeah everything everything (laughs) because they are operating in a very feminine programming Mm -hmm. because the masculine in society has been painted as destruction as strong and powerful Mm -hmm. and it's not like divine masculinity is empowerment Mm -hmm. which doesn't require anybody because Mm -mm. power is power over others empowerment is simply within myself Mm -hmm. so i think like a lot of that a lot of the um difficulties that are happening in like heteronormative relationships Mm -hmm. like those masculine feminine relationships Mm -hmm. is because both of us are like operating outside of divine alignment like women are also Mm -hmm. operating on a very like divine masculine Mm -hmm. um program of like not honoring their sacred rage not allowing their themselves to get upset keeping Mm -hmm. everything like intact stable put together like how many because if you don't the second that you don't you're labeled as crazy and exactly and yeah yeah, lunatic and it's like how many relationships do we see the feminine aspect of the relationship in heteronormative relationships being the stability and the foundation Mm -hmm. No, no that's not what it's that's not the way that a heteronormative relationship operates in it's Mm -hmm. like divine essence right it's like you like the masculine would be foundation it's the encasing the security as well yeah yeah like if there's like a line an endless line Mm -hmm. the masculine would be the point where it ends yeah and the feminine would be all the stuff in the middle yeah so it's like i i this may be like outdated but i just genuinely think that like women need a safe container in order to like be the creative energy that Mm -hmm. they are and to like give what it is that like the feminine energy is here to give but like men have to be that safe container in Mm -hmm. order for that to take place and there's just like not enough of that yeah i agree yeah i can't wait to in my future relationship like feel safe yeah and showing those parts of myself and Mm -hmm. like feeling comfortable to do that and like not be so hyper independent and like feel comfortable and stable yeah the hardest part is when you find somebody who's so safe to do it with and then you realize that the issue is never the person it was actually you like Mm -hmm. you don't want to see those parts of yourself you're like oh no that's gross that's ugly I don't like that and then you're like watching this person that you feel so safe with like just be so willing to accept you and you're like oh I like can't be myself you're like clenching onto this persona that was created but that's beautiful 
because then you'll work through that together. You're so optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I could say the most heinous shit, and she's like, that's beautiful. No, because, okay, in my head, it's like, it's like, okay, when you're looking at, like, writing a story, it's like you need conflict, mm-hmm. and then you grow, and then there's an ending, and hopefully it's a good ending. Mm-hmm. It's like that. You're such a cancer rising, babe. I'm a cancer moon. <gasps> Scorpio rising. Scorpio rising. Your Scorpio rising is grasping for dear life with all this optimism. Is it? I don't know. But I just think, I don't know. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. In my future relationship, I think there'll be struggles and then we'll grow and live happily. Oh, uh, is that what your little cancer moon thinks? Yeah, yeah. my Taurus it's Venus. Okay. It's okay. I have a Pisces moon and a Cancer Venus. I think the same thing. Yeah. But my Capricorn rising would never allow that. Really? It's like, yeah, it's like, babe, no. what? Get a job. Yeah. Build a business. <laughs> Be real. <laughs> <laughs> Create everlasting change for all of collective consciousness mm. now. Now. Right now. Make right some now. money. Yeah. <laughs> I think my Taurus Venus looks for like... I just per, permanent permanence it's <laughs> not a word permanent I feel like you like I feel like your Taurus Venus would want like a a burly man what does that mean <laughs> I don't know like a man's man you know really yeah I, oh. I feel like I usually like pretty like Alana said I like kind of feminine men well maybe that's the issue that's what she said <laughs> right she said i need to stop. yeah 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 maybe you need to go like get a woodchucker i don't know about that oh no worries i mean maybe <laughs> maybe it's it, i'm already being defensive exactly wow. there's definitely some things to unpack here yeah huh does it remind you of your dad my dad's a loser <laughs> i don't know <laughs> not Real. A, anyone's man <laughs> He's not a man's man. He's not a girl's man. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe you'll find yourself like a burly man on the outside and a femme boy on the inside. Uh, I usually like them like a little bit feminine on the outside. And yeah, what's your type? In- now I'm interviewing you. My type? Uh, what would you say my type is, Alana? You know it. You know it. <laughs> um... <laughs> I like them being creative and funny and good style. And mm-hmm. I like people that, like, have good relationships with friends mm-hmm. or, like, people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what would you say? Yeah. Do they have to be, like, that's pretty taller than you? Do they have to, like, make a certain amount of money? Like, I don't... Okay, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. Usually my type is, like, starving artist. I'll support you. I'll support you and we'll be on this come up together. You're so mother, Cancer Moon. I don't know. I don't want to be mother, though. I think that's my. You're dating starving artists. You want to be mother. Yeah. Or (laughs) I also like Lil Yachty and he's not. I wouldn't. He's not a starving artist. Definitely not starving. Yeah. No. An artist? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love that for you. I'm rooting for you and Yachty. Thanks. As if I know him. Yeah. Like, not even Lil, just Yachty. <laughs> just Yachty. <laughs> Go get him, girl. <laughs> I will one day. Yeah, I believe in you. Thanks. No problem. I hope he doesn't think I'm weird after he listens to this. No, it'll be fine. He'll just be like, she has a little crush. Maybe this is how you're going to find him. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. 
Yeah. But that, <laughs> invite me to the wedding. Oh, I will. <laughs> that sort of energy, though, like super artsy, doesn't care. I like guys that will like paint their nails. Okay. But also, like, is still a man. She oh, is see. not looking for a burly man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously not. I was thinking, like, chest hair, like, you know, I don't know. What makes a burly man? A woodchucker with pink nails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing plaid, red plaid, like a beard, like what? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Somebody who, like, has a truck and, like... A G-Wagon? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> like a G-Wagon. My history is, like, femboys and, like, drug dealers. Yeah. 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 Drug I can picture been- you dating someone driving a truck. Me? Yeah. Absolutely not, unless it's a G-Wagon. Come on, you're from Surrey. You look yeah, like an it? old Honda Civic. Uh, <laughs> I love boys. Oh, with Honda Civic. Uh, <laughs> you don't want Yachty. <laughs> no, like back in the day, they had a Honda Civic. Okay. Now they can be riding around in it. You, you have like past requirements, like <laughs> who they were before you. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, what's your coming of age story? <laughs> I love a good coming of age story. Me too. Yeah. Real? Yeah. What's your type? Oh. Well, I know your type. I don't have a physical type at all. I will say that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, if I have like a crush on someone, they'll be like, oh, and then I have a crush on someone else. They'll, people are always like, I thought this guy was your type. I'm shocked that you like this guy. Oh, you know and what is a consistent though? What? Long hair. Oh. Yeah. You like the long hair? Hell yeah. 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 I like, like, I like yeah. Yeah. I, they've all looked different. Yeah. Like they've all looked different, but they've all had long hair. Okay. And I'm like, in, like longer than my hair. Wow. Like I'm like, yeah, you little bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> wow i love that yeah i like when they have good hair yeah i think it's hot and they have to be funny like you have to make me laugh whether i'm laughing with you or at you i don't care yeah um some sort of like creative spark yeah you know like something yeah something passion passion for something yeah i don't care about struggling artists i mean i do like a man with a bank account yeah but a troubled artist yeah my pitfall yeah that 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 might be it i know oh that just made me yep i I think you just hit the like an artist that's trying to prove something as well and like but this is new finding themselves on their journey it's new for you this is new for me yeah i was more like an athlete like really yeah i've never been that sort of girl i think i've liked a couple of athletes in my life don't get me wrong but like it's always been troubled artists i think that's a better i'm gonna start saying that instead of starving okay you feel better about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do yeah (laughs) yeah they're usually troubled yeah i so it's new for you it's new yeah i was like totally uh like like what type of play sport what type of sport basketball probably okay yeah i liked them tall yeah lanky basketball players are hot yeah they're really sometimes they're also really stupid are they? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like I wish a lot of them had a better stylist. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few that can dress. Basketball well. players are like the like male version of like an Instagram baddie. Like they just live in athleisure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, are they like what do you expect yeah. from them? The bar is low. The bar is in hell. Yeah. Yeah. They're done. Or yeah. for me, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I'll keep the door open. Mm. But I'd rather have Good an luck. artist. 
<laughs> yeah, it's more fun, and they have like more going on in their brain. Yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my type. Just like someone that thinks that thinks. <laughs> the bar really is yeah, in hell. But I just love that. <laughs> I love a man that's passionate about something. Okay. That's what it is. A man that thinks. <laughs> it, they're hard to come by. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think even the best male artists don't think all the time. I think like any man has a cap, cap, cap I can't talk, capacity of like how much they can think in a day. And like so, the trouble artists will think, will think um, for that piece of art or whatever, mm-hmm. or like part of their journey, who they are, and then it's capped, and then they're dumb after that. Does that make sense? Neelam's just lost all of her male followers. <laughs> they love me. <laughs> I I agree. I actually think men think a lot. Okay. I don't think it has any order mm, structure, yeah. and I don't think that they're able to communicate it. Yeah, I agree. But there's so much going on in there. That's why they're so fucked up. Yeah. They can't stop thinking. And they also like don't. Yeah. (laughs) They they also also, like don't do like self-care things. Like, you know, if like you get like over, like if I get overwhelmed, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like take a bath and like smoke a joint. They just like. Take an everything shower. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'll just restart my life. I'll shave everything and it'll be fine. They've never shaved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't they don't know. know what it feels like to feel good. No, they don't want to feel good. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> we hate men right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, any troubled artists, we do love you, and um, we're rooting for you, men. We just hope you know that, even though we're hating, we are at the end of the day rooting for you, and we just hope you get to a place where you can express your feelings. <laughs> the optimism yeah and um thank you for coming on today quincy thank you for having me i really appreciate it i'm so happy to see you i'm happy to see you too i had a lot of fun me too yay yay <laughs> thank you guys for listening um if you have spotify or apple music please subscribe to me maybe i'll give like my hundredth sub- subscriber um i'll bake you bagels <laughs> I'll bake you. Do you know how to make bagels? Yeah, I do. Oh, real? Yeah. So I'll bake you bagels, and um, co- I'll get you a gift card for coffee somewhere. I don't know where. Um, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, yeah, and also give me five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it work. <laughs>